This is Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine, and I'm John Wiener. New abortion bans are springing up in Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, Missouri, Ohio, and elsewhere. And Katha Pollitt says that makes this a good time to talk about men and abortion. Katha, of course, is a poet, essayist, and award-winning columnist for The Nation. We reached her today in Manhattan. Katha, welcome back. Hi, John. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, if we look at opinion polls, do we find a difference between men and women in their support for abortion rights? Well, the interesting thing is not so much. It always depends on how you ask the question, but not only in the United States, but in many other countries, both men and women have similar views. There's similar pro-choice views. And, you know, that's really good. Um, It's really good that men support women's right to control their fertility. But where you see a difference, I think, is in the intensity of those convictions, which is not something a poll can easily measure. What exactly is uh, in intensity? How do, you, uh, how do you evaluate intensity? Well, let's see. It, uh, the way I evaluate intensity is, do I see men at a reproductive rights conference? Do I see them at a meeting? Do, do they, I see them at a fundraiser? Do they volunteer on the pro-choice side? And I have to say, I don't see that. The only time where I see men is when they're gathering specifically of abortion providers. Many of those are men, and, you know, great, that's wonderful. That's really important. But it, it has to be like a really big march before the pro-choice men come out in big numbers. I count these things. You count. <laughs> I do. I'm always keeping track. Counting is good. We need counting. So that's the pro-abortion men. When you look around, there aren't very many of them to be counted. What about anti-abortion men? Oh, they seem you know, men are all over the place there. I, you know, I, I go to the March for Life in Washington every year. It's men, men, men. Um, and when you look at who, who pickets abortion clinics, who harasses patients on their way in, it's very heavily men. When they brought that lawsuit, you know, against, against allowing people to get really close to patients on their way in, they, it was, the, you know, the sweet grandmother who just wants to hand you a pamphlet. That's not what it's really all about. Um, but anyway, yeah, the, the pro-choice, pro-choice men are rare on the ground and pro-life men, quote unquote, pro-life, are uh, everywhere. And why do you think men are so much more active in the anti-abortion movement? Can you explain the intensity there? Well, I think they identify with the fetus. They, you know, they're not a woman, but they could be a fetus. Uh, They were a fetus. Um, And so I think that's part of it. And I think that um, there is an aspect to the anti-abortion movement that is about restoring traditional gender roles with men on top and women as, you know, the fertile wives and mothers. And they like that. They want that back. So I think that that is a lot of what it's all about. And what's interesting is that after I wrote this column saying, come on, men, step up to the plate, uh, a lot of men wrote in and they said, well, this doesn't really concern me, and you women never like it when men interfere, any, get involved anyway. You're always telling us we're doing it wrong. 
<laughs> so I'm just going to stay out of this. And I'm thinking, oh, how did those women get pregnant? Tell me. <laughs> but there is a, a, a question that this raises here. Isn't abortion rights a women's issue? Isn't the heart of it the rights of women to control yes. their own bodies? Absolutely. But why does that mean that men can't help? I mean, what if white people said, well, you know, civil rights, that's really a black problem. I don't want to get involved in that. I'm always doing it wrong. We wouldn't put up with that. What about immigrants? If you're not an immigrant, you're never going to be an immigrant. So why should you get involved in their issues? Because it's the right thing to do. And uh, not only is it politically the right thing to do in, in your analysis, you also think men have a big personal stake in this particular right of women. Yes, they do. And this is something I think men need to think about a little more, which is men also have their lives stunted by unwanted childbearing. When a pregnancy pushes them into marriage, they too suffer. They can get married to the wrong person. They have to drop out of school and go work at a gas station or whatever and give up ambitions and dreams. A lot of the things that women see very clearly as the reason why they need abortion rights is true for men also. And, and sometimes I think, you know, I think, John, of all these people, you know, how, how guilty and terrible you must feel for not doing right by children you didn't mean to have, have no real connection to, maybe you've never even met them. These are things women think about a lot, and they things that men should think about too. So we've been talking sort of abstractly here about rights and intensity. Let's get specific. You think men should do more to support women's right to abortion. What should they, or maybe I should say we, be doing? Well, I think that um, men should use condoms more than they do now and not have that be a responsibility on the woman to bring it up and have the condoms there and all like that. I remember, I remember reading, you know, articles in women's magazines about how you should always be prepared with condoms. And I'm thinking, I should always be prepared with condoms? What, what about him? Then, then there's another thing, which is, where is the men's mass movement demanding a male birth control pill? That birth control pill has been on the horizon, um, it, and it never really happens. But women fought for birth control. I don't see men fighting for male birth control, which would be a very helpful thing to have. Specifically, they need to volunteer as clinic defenders and patient escorts, political campaign workers and fundraisers. They need to give money to pro-choice candidates. They need to march and demonstrate, uh, talk to men about abortion, get active together. They need to donate to abortion funds, especially in, one of, in the abortion ban states that are getting ever more numerous. That's a good list. Our show is based in Los Angeles. You're, you're in the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Where we live, clinic defense isn't a, a problem. You know, where we live, you know, all of our local candidates, it's just assumed they're all, yeah. they're all in yeah. favor of, of women's rights. So we're, what we're talking here about is places where we don't, where you and I do uh, not live. I'm not so sure that's true. For example, I did um, clinic uh, patient escorting at Choices, which is an abortion clinic in Queens. And they have, you know, this parade of priests and nuns and extremely religious rosary-saying people who, and, and also evangelicals. They've had to sort of divide the time up because the, Christ, the Catholics and the evangelicals don't get along so well. <laughs> but, you know, what I was doing, well, I don't want to give myself too much credit. I only did it once. But, you know, you just 
go to the subway station, you find the patients, and you bring them over. A man can do that. But just because we're in these incredibly blue liberal spaces doesn't mean that there aren't anti-choice people who are very active there. One other question. Uh, We're talking specifically about what men can, should be doing to support women's right to abortion. Just to get personal here for a minute, what about paying for an abortion? Equality of women, doesn't that mean you pay 50-50? Well, you know, that always peeves me. You should pay the whole bill, Mr. Mann. Um, Half is fake equality. This woman is going through a not best day of her life with sanitary napkins and follow-up visits and all kinds of stuff like that. That's her share. Having the abortion is her share. And men have more money than women, and they should spend it helping their girlfriend out. You said since your column uh, appeared, you've gotten responses from men, and one of the responses has been, well, whenever I do anything, the women say I'm doing it wrong, so I guess I shouldn't have anything to do with this. What other responses have you gotten? Well, I, end, I ended my column with a little joke about uh, where I, I said, I know men like sports. Let's go there. You already said, said that it's time for men to step up to the plate. I, I right. think let's, okay. let's look at some other sports meta, me, metaphors because that is the way to speak okay, to so men. If you don't strike out, guys, yeah, right. if, so you get, if, in... if you get past first base, what then? So somebody wrote in to the nation, what kind of sexist crap is this? Because you're talking about men, you have to put it in terms of sports metaphors, because men are cavemen, and those is the only terms they can understand. Would it be okay for me to say, I know women like ballet and cooking, so let's all bake a cake together and pirouette to happiness. <laughs> the thing about the nation commenters, there are these sort of frogs, these toads, they sit on the nation comment threads all day long. I don't know, they have nothing else to do. And... Uh, so they're and insulted. They, they have no sense of humor, none at all. They're insulted by the fact that you think that sports metaphors is a way to communicate with men. So I guess you struck out with these guys. I guess I uh, <laughs> I, I, I knocked one out of the park. No, 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 <laughs> you didn't. The opposite. <laughs> yeah, the opposite. Yeah, but you failed to knock it out of the park uh, with them. Katha, any final thoughts here on our messages to men? I think we're in a terrible, terrible situation with regard to reproductive rights. I mean, Trump has really uh, just gone all out uh, to take them away and handed this all over to religious fanatics. It's very disturbing. And it's really time for us all to work together to make sure that we still have some left by the time we say goodbye to that dreadful man. Katha Pollitt, reader at thenation.com. Thank you, Katha. I think you really scored with this piece. Thank you, Tom. It's nice to be on your show. You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. Thank you.